0: Should I just go? Go nuts. Okay. Hi, this is Dove. And, um, this podcast is for, uh, adults only. Or else. Have a nice day. Hello, welcome to another MassaCast, now with a brand new microphone. I cannot tell you how surprised I was when I had this huge outpouring of people wanting to help out, making donations, and just asking how they could help, what they could do, um, when my old microphone broke, and I, I thought it was going to take, you know, a month or two until I could save up to get a new mic. Nope, it took me a little over a week, and that's all thanks to you, and uh, if you donated, I, I'll i never be able to uh, thank you enough. Many of you donated anonymously, so I don't even know who you are, uh, but there is one extremely generous uh, anonymous donor, you know who you are, and... Uh, there were also some other people who donated who, who weren't anonymous, and I'd like to thank them. One was uh, Troy Orleans. You can see her website, TroyOrleans.com. She's also been on this podcast before. Lolita Wolf, who also has been on this podcast. And uh, you can see her website that's LeatherYenta.com. Leather Y-E-N-T-A dot com. And, uh, I, yeah, again, I really... It's funny. You get a microphone, and now I'm speechless. So uh, actually, I should have enough to get two. So I'm actually looking for a second microphone now. So you know that would be don't come in very handy. But I, I really am overwhelmed with uh, uh, gratitude, and, uh, and I'm still surprised at how many people came out to to support. So thank you so much for that. Other people who can't afford, understandably, I couldn't afford a microphone. But other people who couldn't afford were asking what they could do to help. Well, there's a few ways. One, you can uh, help promote the Massacast. Um, either by you know sharing it on Twitter or telling your friends about it, you can also rate it and write a review on iTunes. Just search for Massacast on iTunes, and you can just you know mark it how many stars you think it is. One seventy-three. I don't know how many stars they have. Five, I think five is the max. You can uh, help design a logo. I'm always looking for new logos and new things. You can help. You can help write musical intros. The more, the merrier. So there's a lot of ways to help out Also I've been getting some uh, voicemails You can leave a voicemail at 917-720-7304 I'll be covering some more of those uh, voicemails in the next episode But you can leave a voicemail, ask a question, leave a comment uh, Whatever you'd like there Also have to thank Eden Fantasies The proud sponsor of the Massacast We're going to review another toy here at the end of this episode They've got over 14,000 honest product reviews By real people just like you and not only can you shop around for some uh, great toys, you can also do some good reading with Sexist Magazine, featuring people like Nina Hartley, Sinclair Sexsmith, Midori, and lots and lots more people who are really just awesome writers and write about sex and just about everything uh, about sex you can imagine. Sexist Magazine, uh, you can find that by going to edenfantasies.com. And don't forget, after you're done browsing those uh, great articles and shopping for toys, type in EFCast upon checkout, and you'll save 20% on your order. So, this episode, Mistress Crimson of Chicago, she was here in New York uh, not too long ago, and she was kind enough to sit down with me. Here's that conversation.
1: I, I don't know when I really was conscious of it, but I have strange childhood memories of, I went to all-girls school, of tying my female friends to my four-poster canopy bed with my bathroom tie. Um,
0: well I, I, have to, I have to stop you right yeah. there. Uh, what did you say? Hey, come over. I'll tie you up. Or No,
1: it was a game. It was called Princess Slave. And I was the princess, naturally. Um, and they were the slaves. And I don't know where I got... I think I must have read a story or seen a movie or something. Maybe. I think there's like slaves in the Ten Commandments movie, maybe. I'm not, I don't know where I got it from. Yeah. But um...
0: And in the Ten Commandments, of course, everyone knows... They get tied to four poster beds.
1: (laughs) I don't... That was just my natural creativity. Um, And we would play house a lot, and I always had to be the daddy. Mm -hmm. And I would make them call me that. But I remember being very explicit. That's my name. You have to call me daddy because I'm the dad. So... Just
0: out of context? That sounds (laughs) extremely dirty. I know.
1: (laughs) Um, And then those are kind of my earliest memories And I had some doctor playing too. I had one little girl that we would play doctor in a closet, which I think is not where you're really supposed to play doctor. Um, And then it kind of nothing happened for a while. It was around like seven or eight. And in high school, I, I didn't have the language for any of this still until I was 15 and I decided... And I don't know where I picked up the word dominatrix, but I dressed up as a dominatrix for a costume parade mm-hmm. that we had in our small town for my... I was now at a co-ed school and put a boy on a leash and walked him on a leash in this parade.
0: It's a small town and you did this? It's
1: smallish, ish yeah. Um, but I was in theater, so, you know, you did can you, get away with a lot when you're in did, theater. Did
0: they say, oh, well, that's okay?
1: Yeah, nobody... Nobody batted an eye. We did a lot of very edgy kind of plays, though, so people were a little more concerned with the bigger picture of, you know, cross-dressing. There was a cross-dressing dominatrix in our version of Twelfth Night, for of example. Of course. Why wouldn't there be? Right. Um,
0: what, yeah. Was it a friend you tied up, or?
1: No. <laughs> was
0: it someone else in theater? Yeah. And this was your idea?
1: Yeah, this and, was all my idea. And, I had, yeah. and, he was,
0: and he was like, yeah, okay, Sure. Whatever. Right. And when you were doing it, was there anything in your mind thinking this is really hot or this is no, or this is just hey, this is just doo doo do
1: Well, it wasn't it wasn't sexual for me really. I liked um the control aspect of it. Yeah. Um I liked that I had a boy on a leash. It was funny to me. Yeah not not comical necessarily, but um I was a straight A student and Just kind of a good kid. Yeah. And then I had a boy on a leash and that kind of tickled me a little bit. And I had I had like a strange menagerie of boys that would kind of do my bidding. And I never got asked out on dates really. I had a couple boyfriends, but it wasn't like I was prom queen. Mm -hmm. They would and they wouldn't ask me on dates or, or try anything sexual, but they would just kind of well who's gonna drive me home? Which one of you is going to drive me home? And who wants to go get me a soda? And I have a photo of them surrounding me. Like two of them are kissing my hands and two of them are at my feet. and Another one's just sort of gazing at me. Um, So I guess those are kind of the foundation.
0: (laughs) You had a fairy princess complex is what they call it. Perhaps (laughs) a touch.
1: But I was never bossy about it. I always twisted it to make them feel good about themselves. You know, you're so great. Could you drive me home?: <laughs> Which one of you once you know was nice enough to do this, And so it was a little more twisted than I think I intended. Yeah. And it just they would feed into it and it just became this loop. Um, well,
0: having been a teenage boy, <laughs> I know that if a woman asks you something in a certain way, you're going to do whatever because she has a vagina, right? Yeah. And you think that if I do this? This might lead to it. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, yes, I'll open up that, that you know, can of olives. No problem. Does that mean we're going to have sex afterwards? You know, so I yeah. mean, everything is, I mean, it's it's not conscious. It's not a conscious thing in your right. mind. But at the same time, maybe there was also something about your personality that they responded to in a, in a you know, in a dominant way there's something that clicked in the way you were presenting it maybe
1: yeah it's it's interesting because i had kind of forgotten about that and i was going through my photos and found a photo and it's like oh now everything in my adult life is starting to make a lot more sense um and i read you know everyone i feel like everyone says this i read the sleeping beauty books by ann rice which a 15 year old probably shouldn't be reading but no one was monitoring my library card usage um and that's when the sexual part started to sort of click for me and also the internet i was in chat rooms that i didn't belong in talking to people about um mostly i was kind of obsessed with bondage which isn't really an interest of mine now mm-hmm. really rope bondage was my my interest as a teen and and dress up just kind of role play and it was cuz i loved theater and so and i loved Making out because my hormones were going crazy, and so when you can combine the two, yeah. that's pretty great. Um, so I played a little with my first boyfriend, and he was a little scared. I think he wasn't quite sure what to make of it. I because
0: mean, you would time up and then make out with him, or?
1: right? And but we wouldn't have sex, yeah, and that didn't go very well, you know. <gasps> okay,
0: because you weren't having sex, right? Because he was doing all these things for you, and,
1: he and was thinking, then,
0: oh, you mean so now we're gonna, huh? yeah,
1: I don't know. and no, and. But I think most 15-year-old boys would be pretty excited that their little girlfriend is bringing over costumes and lingerie and, you know, let's, oh, you have porn? Let's look at porn. I want to see what that's like. What do they wear? Um, And my second boyfriend was definitely more accepting, although also a little scared. I made the mistake of having him read some of the Sleeping Beauty books, which I imagine is a little intense if you are just your average guy. Yeah. Yeah. so that's kind of that's kind of how the personal foundation got laid, so to speak. Um, and then I answered a classified ad when I was eighteen for a dungeon, and it sort of exploded after that. <laughs> wow!
0: <laughs> so, uh, before you answered the ad, it was just basically—and I don't mean this in a demeaning sense—when I say "just," I mean when you before you answered the ad, you were making out with your boyfriend as he was tied up.
1: Right. But yeah, and and role play Mm -hmm. um from what i can remember and from what i'm told because it was there's a that happened in 10 years Mm -hmm. um yeah and then and then kind of once i answered the ad things quickly sped up (laughs) for me so
0: you you went working in a dungeon and going from tying someone up and making out with them to what one would do in a dungeon yeah was that a big eye opener for you was that what was that like when you saw i mean obviously you had been exposed to some having read the sleeping beauty series, series. <laughs> right so were you expecting the same thing you've read in the book is what was going to be going on there or?
1: um i didn't really know what to expect but it's strange none of it ever felt shocking to mm-hmm. me um and i remember thinking this is a little weird that none of this feels strange and i re- recall picking up a flogger and learning how to flog and it just felt as natural as walking. Like Mm -hmm. it never felt, nothing ever felt really out of place for me. Um, yeah, so it never, it was just sort of like, oh, this is what people do. Okay. This is great. This is so much fun. I get to do this every day. This is amazing. And I can bring home my new talents and use it on whoever I'm dating. Great.
0: So you're working at the dungeon, and yeah. uh, how long until you played professionally from the time you... I mean, did you go through any training period, or did you just kind of jump head first, or...?
1: Um, they had kind of a training period, which was... I think you had to watch eight hours, and then you can jump in, which now, <laughs> thinks that, to me, is a little insane, that they would just let me do... I, I had no limits after eight hours. That's crazy. So, right. Um,
0: was it because they... No, you had some experience, or
1: no? That was for everyone. I mean, you could just walk in off the street, <laughs> and if they hired you, I worked. I will say, and I hope they aren't. They won't listen to this. I worked at the worst dungeon in Chicago. Okay. It was. It's. It's horrible. Uh-huh. It's a mess. But I was really lucky that the other ladies at the time that I was was there were really great mm-hmm. um, and took some weird shine to me and kind of would train me on our off hours because mm-hmm. it was a shift dungeon so we would sit there all day and we weren't allowed to read or anything so it was very <laughs> we don't strange. want
0: you doing any book learning <laughs> while you're
1: <laughs> exactly that was that uh, versions of that were said to they me they basically you
0: know? d- okay I, I have I have to ask. <laughs> they don't basically they don't want you be be go- they don't want you to be going to school at the same time is that what
1: they're basically well, saying well they here? they knew I was in school they just didn't want me reading you could read fetish material Right, or you could watch, like, I remember watching Irene Boss videos and being completely terrified of her. And then she's, I now know she's a lovely woman, but I just like, I want to be her, but I'm kind of afraid at the same time.
0: Why would they not let you? What was the reasoning behind it? Because
1: you would break character. But for, I don't know, I didn't really have a character. I still don't. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like Crimson was going to come out of me, but if I picked up my sociology textbook. (laughs) she would go into like hiding um but they wanted you just focused and ready to go all the time and so Mm -hmm. you had to watch videos or you had to read porn or whatever that
0: seems kind of creepy
1: yeah you gotta read this porn that is exactly what it was so i left after i felt like i was trained but i'm very thankful that the women that i was there with a good team Mm -hmm. because i was kind of i was a little Mm-hmm. I had really short hair. I didn't really know makeup-wise what I was doing. And um, Claudia Bird, who's still around and in Chicago, is fabulous with makeup. And she is, she's like an Amazon. She's like 6'1". So she, I remember her picking me up, physically lifting me, carrying me into the bathroom, and putting me on a sink and just giving me a makeover. She just <laughs> couldn't handle like this little kind of... I was kind of a hippie. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got kind of... Taught how to look like a girl a little bit more, and I learned basic skills, and then I left, because it was a little strange environment, you know?
0: So, where did you go from there?
1: Um, I went on the internet and discovered that this was not the, I thought this was just the only place that this happened. Mm -hmm. Maybe in the country. I didn't really, I didn't, wasn't tapped into any kind of So, despite being an
0: academic, you weren't much into research, is what you're saying.
1: I wasn't into, I was into school research. Yeah. Um... And dating. (laughs) So, and I wasn't very good with the internet, mostly. If it had been in a card catalog, things would have been (laughs) a little different. Um, So I found Marilyn, um, who isn't around in Chicago anymore, um, and I don't think she's really involved in the community Mm -hmm. any longer. She owned an art gallery with a dungeon in the basement in Chicago, and I went to talk with her, and I dressed up like I was going to a job interview, which I now realize is awkward and very nerdy but at 19 it seemed like that's what you do if you're going to speak with someone about employment you wear a suit of course (laughs) so i showed up in a suit just still so clueless and she let me rent from her and she advertised for me and um and i was learning on my own in my personal life with people that i was dating so and then i just sort of hopped around renting and taking classes and amazing women just showing me things and helping me be less of a you know very young spazzy (laughs) pro-dom is that what it said on the
0: advertisement yes submit to a young spazzy
1: (laughs) (laughs) that would have been that's an interesting I'm sure some people would respond yeah yeah
0: so let's talk about your personal life at this time you said you were doing a lot of dating yes and this was something was this something that you okay you were working at it and then you wanted to include it in your because obviously there's stuff you can't do right and probably won't do yes um In a professional scene, that were you really eager to include that in your personal life at the time?
1: Yeah, I was really eager, and I didn't also hadn't put together that perhaps not everyone would be as eager as I was because I was really young and naive and living in a college environment, and I lived in a house with like four boys. And it was punk and dirty, and everybody was into weird stuff. And so I think I traumatized some people, not thinking, oh, they don't want me to pin them down and bite them. Maybe that's not what they're into. So you,
0: so you jumped on your roommates?
1: No, just then that I was dating. Yeah. my roommates were all into weird stuff, so I just sort of, it was just sort of normal. I'd go to work and, you know, be so and go home. So everywhere ruins.
0: around you, people are into it.
1: Right. Um, and then I would pick people up and... <laughs> And forget my manners. So explain Um, some of
0: these uh, manner forgetting episodes. Well,
1: one of them actually was more recently. It was a couple years ago. Uh, I I just am so used to being with kinky people. I went to pin him down and bite him. And he kind of pushed me off of him and called me a crazy bitch. (laughs) What are you doing, crazy bitch? And I was like, oh. (laughs) Did he
0: mean that? Was it just like a, I'm saying this in the.
1: No. He meant it like. Like, why, why, why would you hold me down? Why are you trying to bite me?
0: And what did you say?
1: Because it's just instinct. Don't you like it? And, (laughs) you know, we had this awkward conversation because I forgot that a lot of men expect women to be more passive. And maybe a lot of people don't expect to get bit right away, which (laughs) I have now realized that's just bad banners. Um, (laughs) I've
0: learned that biting people is bad, man. Yeah. Most guys like to save biting. For the third date
1: right exactly i need to buy they'll put out first. on the first or
0: second but any teeth grinding it's got to be at least a date yeah. number three
1: yeah and i you know and i date women too and that's like just a whole nother minefield of feminism and bdsm that's another podcast i think But we have to talk a
0: little bit about it but what uh when you were dating people did yeah. you find anyone who was willing
1: yeah, I had um I was in a relationship for a year that was very kinky and then I ended up with somebody for another I'm very into the serial monogamy. I, polyamory is too much multitasking, you can't. <laughs> um and I was with someone for another year who was very vanilla and actually I kind of quit working, I quit kink it was just I threw everything out, I sold everything that I had. Mm-hmm. Um it's like, Oh, you're right, you know, I need to be more he he called himself a feminist, and he found it all very anti-feminist. And so I need to be a better feminist. And you're right. And this is all very weird. And only old people use sex toys because we're young enough to where we shouldn't need them. I mean, it was a very brainwashy. What
0: explain me what the what is again what how is BDSM and feminism against one another?
1: Well, I think especially if the if the female is the bottom, which wasn't the case for us, mm-hmm. but. Um, there's this idea that if you're beating a woman, even if it's consensual, it's buying into, like, patriarchal ideas of objectification and abuse of women, Can I, completely leaves out sexual agency. Yeah. It's like, when, why don't I get to pick? Um, Catherine McKinnon has written a lot about how BDSM is, like, the crux of women's oppression and,
0: you know... E- even if the woman is the top? Right. Really? Yeah. How?
1: Um, because it's the male desire of turning her into an object of sexual fantasy. I know. Uh, I know. uh, Uh, (laughs) I've had a lot of very heated... I'm
0: very confused right now. Um, Okay, so you you sold everything.
1: Yeah. I got rid of everything. I I kept my vibrators and I hid them.
0: Which sounds, by the way, (laughs) the opposite. You were bending to his will, by the way. Yes,
1: right. Yes, but at the time I thought, well, and he was a little older. He was my TA in school and... Um and I just couldn't do it. Like I just I got really cranky and the I mean, I just it felt like a part of me was missing. Mm-hmm. So that was a good lesson.
0: But you broke it up with him and
1: Well, he broke up with me. But yeah, we we parted ways. Um
0: <laughs> Trust me, I've I've been broken up with before. Trust me. Eventually you'll say I am much better off. Yeah, I mean probably you're saying that now. Oh
1: okay. yeah, and then I immediately just sort of picked it back up and Took the vibrators out of hiding. <laughs> <you know? laughs> um, and and then I got into a five-year, pretty DS-oriented relationship, um, which was great. Because mm-hmm. um, he was really... Again, I was still pretty young at this point. I was 22. And I met someone who was really kinky and really okay with it. And just... Like, it was never an issue. We never had to have a talk about, oh, I'm, I'm into this. I hope that's okay. It yeah. was just... You're into this, why well, I'm into that. And yay! This is great and you know this is gonna be awesome and we can just play and good times. So that was good. That was a good growth period. Yeah. For sure.
0: And also uh You got the time three four poster bed as well, I imagine. No.
1: Yeah. I did buy I did buy a bed with a bondage a headboard that makes bondage a lot much easier mm-hmm. and uh, my, my parents actually bought the bed for me as a graduation gift. And they kept saying, this headboard's really weird. Are you sure this is the one you want? Yes. <laughs> I'm sure. This is it. This is the perfect <laughs> one. Um, so, yeah, we did a lot. I mean, you can get a lot of ground covered in five years. Yes, of course, yeah.
0: <laughs> and it was a DS relationship as well.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, we didn't explicitly say that. But it had that kind of... I never, I didn't clean for five years, mm-hmm. for sure. I never did a dish he would come to my apartment when we weren't living together and clean. Mm -hmm. Um, And after we broke up and I saw kind of what his living condition was like when I wasn't around, I realized, oh, that really was just for me. (laughs) You aren't really OCD. (laughs) You just really like to clean Mm -hmm. and take care of me. And um, Yeah, and I I was, I mean, it was balanced most of the time, but Mm -hmm. it had a feel to it. And he would go to play parties with me and
0: Mm
1: -hmm. is, you know, good thing so
0: and during that time you were still doing the, you were working in a dungeon as well
1: or yeah, I was working independently right yeah and um,
0: what uh, what things were you learning about yourself or what had you learned about yourself from the time you first say from the time you first started tying up boyfriends <laughs> and you were inviting people who were not very happy about it to the right. time that uh, five year relationship ended
1: I thought I was really into cross dressing when I first started at the dungeon and in and a personal and professional way. Uh, yourself um,
0: or men? Or?
1: Um, men, mm-hmm. mostly. I've tried it, and I'm I'm not passable. <laughs> and, and just, yeah. Um, but my sadist, the sadist really came out. And I realized that that is kind of, I think, the biggest part of my kink personality. Mm-hmm. Is I'm really sadistic. And I hadn't quite realized how much gratification I got out of it until... I was dating somebody, and it was part of our sexual relationship. Um, so I got to explore that a lot more, because he was a pretty heavy maskist. And, yeah, I think that's probably the biggest thing. is that, And I learned kind of how to just, I really only do things as a, as a pro that I really love now. And mm-hmm. I was able to figure out that I'm really not into cross-dressing. What was know? it
0: about cross-dressing you thought you liked?
1: I don't even know i think i liked the whole tea party thing you know you get to have a tea party and it's funny and whatever but i started kind of getting more into the idea of wanting to actually get some sort of gratification out of it instead of just oh this is funny mm-hmm. um so i kind of cut that out i realized i don't really like trampling so i cut that out um and sort of amped up fetish scenes and and pain oriented scenes and i finally gave up my i've tried to be good with rope for so long and for I, it's just never gonna happen <laughs> and i finally just gave that up and bought cuffs and leather bondage stuff mm-hmm. and a sleep sack and realized that maybe rope and i just were not meant to be
0: this episode of the mastercast is brought to you by eden fantasies enter ef cast that's e-f-c-a-s-t upon checkout and save 20 percent on your order we mentioned before we started recording yes. about your personal life and you said it hasn't been too active lately. <laughs> is that because you've just, been, I mean, obviously you're you're very busy academically as right. well. Is it that been taking a lot of your time uh, or is it you're just kind of like, you know what, I just want to be alone right now or what is it?
1: The- eh, um, I'm very busy. I'm kind of a workaholic. Mm-hmm. So that's part of it. Part of it is it's hard to find someone who, I'm picky, I guess, and I want someone who's kinky but not... Obsessively kinky to the point where we have to go to play parties every weekend, mm-hmm. um, and so I'm looking. I guess that maybe I'm looking for a unicorn. I don't know, but I'm just having. I've had a hard time finding people who are a good balance.
0: See, um, I, I've always heard a unicorn is a single female in the swingers community. What's the unicorn for you? Um, I mean, let's get more. I mean, other than not being obsessed about kink. right,
1: somebody smart. And I mean, the things that most people look for: smart, funny, has good manners, um, low or non-existent criminal background. You know? <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> Wait,
0: Okay, this sounds like a personal experience. No, just,
1: no, I'm just thinking of the things that. Well, you know. Okay,
0: then let's let's. If you're if you're gonna start listing things, you know what? Let's really get into it. You don't want their hair to be on fire. Right. You don't want them to have two <laughs> hooks for hands. One is okay, but not two.
1: Um. I, well, okay, fine. I've, I guess I've met people with some shady backgrounds. Okay, oh, they, there we it. go. Um, not that being having a criminal record is shady necessarily, but... It can be. It can be. Um, it's
0: a red flag that must be looked into.
1: Yeah, I would like to meet someone who's a masochist, definitely.
0: Is that that's, a hard thing to find?
1: It has been for me, I guess, um, to the level that I want it to be.
0: Can you explain, like, what... Uh, like
1: blood's good. If we can get fluid bonded and there can be blood either from my teeth or from whipping. It's not that I necessarily want to roll around in it, but if they're okay with some bloodshed, that would be nice. Mm-hmm. And that's been... I've had a hard time finding that.
0: So you found someone who said, uh, yes, you can whip me, but please don't draw blood. Right. Or, and that's what they've said? or
1: Yeah. I found a couple people like that. I, I, for some reason, the idea of blood seems to creep people out. Mm-hmm. And so I, w- I would... A smart, together, funny, mass would be great.
0: I'm curious about uh, about tears for some people. You, right. Blood for, it seems like blood is the thing you like. Yeah. That sounded really bad if someone just came into this conversation. <laughs> so, we like blood. Um, I've also talked to some sadists who have different reactions to tears. Right. Uh, how do you react to it when you see someone crying from what you're doing?
1: Um. It depends on the energy that they're giving off. If I feel like they're going to a bad place, I immediately feel guilt ridden mm-hmm. and snap into a strange I didn't say mommy, but I do tend to get a little caretaky and so I immediately the sadist is gone mm-hmm. and I'm getting out blankets and you know, Oh, what have I done? Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. Here's some chocolate Let's talk <laughs> You know. Well, it gets your blood sugar back up, maybe. Yes, yes out yeah, not, a little that's bit. right, that's true. Um,
0: no, it just sounded funny. Yeah. You know, like, I, I've made you cry, here's some chocolate.
1: <laughs> I'm really sorry. <laughs> it just sounded funny. Please let me hit you again. Yes. Um, But if the energy is just a cathart, like if they just need to get it out, mm-hmm. that's that's pretty hot. That's great. Um, And I've cried from being on the other end of it, definitely. Mm-hmm. It can be really cathartic for me, too, so... um. Yeah, it it can be either really sexy or or sad. Yeah, depending, because Chicago, while it is a big city, is still pretty conservative. But I would think in New York, you've got but
0: you've got more yeah. kinky events in... as as I should say, big events that happen right. in Chicago than in in New York.
1: Yeah, but people fly in from New York.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, yeah.
1: It's not like there are just organic yeah happenings. Uh, but yeah, I mean, and also, I'm not going to meet somebody at IML. Yeah, most well, likely. You never know. I go every year.
0: You go to an event. It's International Mr. Leather, yes. right? Is what it is. And I only know that because the last one of the last few people I interviewed said that like three times, and I said, "I'm sorry, I had to stop you." What's that exact? Um, what is the appeal of an International Mr. Leather?
1: Um, I really love. Uh, gay sex, like I love watching gay <laughs> oh, you mean, men together. You mean,
0: you're like, well, I'm sorry, I don't mean that.
1: I mean, I also like that. participating yeah. in, you know.
0: You can't really participate in gay sex though.
1: Well, if you use "gay" broadly, and I'm having sex with a woman.
0: Oh, yeah, well, yes. I'm sorry. Yes, you're right.
1: But, <laughs> but I like watching men together. It's hot. This is and if like like they're the in third time
0: This month that I've interviewed someone, and the, the conversation of man-on-man action has come up. What is the appeal of man-on-man action exactly? I mean, what is it?
1: I think because they just tear into like they're just the 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 gay porn that I've seen and the the gay sex I've seen in person is just really enthusiastic, and I love that. There's they just have at it, um, and it's great. and And boys are cute, and they, you know, gay men generally take pretty good care of themselves. So it's I don't know, it's just hot, <laughs> and to be so to be in an in an environment that's all attractive men or bears and I love bears too because bears I have found to be just very accepting people and they just love themselves and they love everybody else and
0: okay I'm sorry I've heard the term bear over and over again and I think I know what it means but is it just a hairy dude is that what a bear is
1: (laughs) it's like a big hairy gay dude in who's into leather most a lot of the time is a top but not all the time we're getting more
0: animal names associated with sexuality Cougars, bears, cubs, cubs, otters. What's an otter?
1: I think. And maybe if someone is listening to this and I'm wrong, send an email because I might be wrong. But okay. I think an otter is a, is a slender, hairy gay man. <laughs> I used to think it had something to do with water sports, but I've been told that that is incorrect. Although <laughs> I think would that be would be very clever. No, no, I think a beaver could something be a beaver else. It beaver something else, maybe. <laughs> um, yeah. Fox? What's a fox?
0: I think that's an older gay male, with like silver Oh, like silver a silver hair. fox? Like a silver fox?
1: Oh, like Anderson Cooper. And
0: girls. And girls are fox. Well, girls are foxes too. Yeah. Right. I I What's once a- dated a muskrat once. <laughs> that was really interesting.
1: Like a furry?
0: <laughs> no. No, I, I just I was it sounded funny.
1: Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I. Never d-
0: dated a lemur. Oh, I'm really into lemurs.
1: Possibly, I have a friend who's dressing as a baby duck for IML this year. So, because you go dressed, you see, like to the market, so people are dressed in different things. There's a baby who goes every year who I, he's always just stood out to me because he has like a really great baby outfit.
0: Isn't it just a diaper, or oh, he
1: has like a bonnet and a really fancy bib and a really huge ornate pacifier? It's great.
0: Are you sure he's just not in the club scene and he's lost?
1: <laughs> no, no, he didn't have any pants on.
0: Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I'm pretty sure he wouldn't have been without his jingos.
0: But you yeah. said you've also participated in man-on-man action as well.
1: No, I've participated in girl-on-girl action. Girl-on-girl action. I've seen man-on-man action. Is that participating? I mean, because people just...
0: well, You mean you've seen on porn. F-
1: and in person. Mm-hmm. Just I wasn't participating. Because at IML, in the vendor area, that's the only part that I go to, but people will just hook up.
0: They'll start going at it in well, the vendor not area?
1: not having... Yes. I mean, I've seen, like, some hand jobs. It and- seems
0: very... I think that violates some sort of health code, doesn't it? Get your... Get your... Get your coin on the cow. Whoa! Thanks, buddy.
1: Well, no, it's...
0: <laughs> exact change
1: only, except for you. It's not in the food area. And they... At least last year, they shut down the whole hotel. So it was just IML people. And yeah. they tried to bounce me. I came in and the security guy asked me, you know, Hot, hello ma'am, um, this is a private event. And I said, I know, I'm, that's I'm, what I'm here for. Really, what's the name of the event? International Mr. Leather? Oh, okay. And just sort of let Did me you walk say, by. I'll
0: have you know, I'm a ferret. <laughs> yeah. And then he'll, <laughs>
1: My costume's in never, my bag. Right,
0: yeah, exactly. Oh, my stuff's in my bag. Well, come right in, ferret. Yeah.
1: Well, those ladies are not. Ladies attend for sure, and there's actually a a women's event there, but we're outnumbered. What's the women's event? It's It's just like ladies. I'm not totally involved with it, but I see flyers for it. And there's actually a women's play party this year that I'm really excited for. I think it's going to be good.
0: That's awesome. I wonder why they have, as far as the kink events go, it it seems very, as far as the international fill-in-the-blank here and there, it's always a gay event, it seems. Yeah. Why is that?
1: Uh-huh. I I don't know. Is
0: it that the women in Leather just lack the spirit of competition? <laughs> or no. they're just like, fuck it, I'm not gonna stand up in front of a bunch of guys to do
1: Well the ladies who compete for international Miss in Leather, I think, are pretty fierce. I mean they, mm-hmm. they're Did you great. just say fierce? Fierce. Sorry. It's the gay in me coming out. <laughs> um but I don't know why there aren't more kind of mixed events. Mm-hmm. I don't know.
0: Well, I, I, that's coming up in like another month. Two Your weeks. Eyes just went wide and <laughs> glossy. When I'm I've...
1: really excited. It's my favorite time of year.
0: So, <laughs> and next to Christmas is number two. My,
1: well, my birthday is more exciting than Christmas, oh, okay. maybe, but um, not not so much with the with the Jesus.
0: <laughs> well, okay, hey, what are you gonna do? Um,
1: but it's just so fun. Everyone's really happy and there's not really any fetish stores mm-hmm. in Chicago so it's all this going to stock up on stuff and yeah. um yeah
0: anything in particular that you're always looking forward to about internet I don't know what happens there so
1: I just I, I really generally just go to the vendor area for i mm-hmm. d- I'll go for a day um
0: what do they sell that's so special there I mean that you can't get on we just the-
1: can't I just don't like to buy things online mm-hmm. really because I can't touch it mm-hmm. or see it and so but there's not really anywhere to there's a couple small fetish stores in Chicago, but we don't have a purple passion, mm-hmm. for example. So it's just exciting to be able to see things and touch things. And you know, I found out about the Aneros one year when I went. It was that's at the prostate stimulator. Oh yes, I've heard um, of this. and and some people sell women's fetish clothing, and I'm really into corsets, but mm-hmm. there's not really anywhere to buy corsets in the city. There's one. There's a couple small stores, but again, it's not. It's not like in New York. Um, and so. it
0: sounds from what you say that if you're about to buy something, let's say if you're going to get a corset, 15% off if you give the guy a handjob.
1: <laughs> I don't know if they want
0: it from me. Well, I don't know. If you, I
1: can maybe get one of my friends to you give the say, guy a I'll hand have jump. you
0: know I'm a squirrel. <laughs> and
1: then
0: they'll go, oh, well, okay. There's
1: well. a nut pun in there that...
0: I don't know. Probably. Uh, yes. Yeah.
1: Um, and I go with my friends and it's just... I mean, it's just yeah. fun. I can wear fetishwear out in Did public. You,
0: you, uh, but you date both men and women? Yes. Uh, do you find your orientation switches? Like, you're you're more toppy with men or more toppy with women? Or toppy sounds kind of a. I don't like that word. Huh? You're more of a dominant with men or a dominant with women? Um,
1: I don't know. I have a very soft spot for butch women, and I think that I would probably let them do whatever they wanted to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like if Rachel Maddow wanted to completely dominate and top me. That's mm-hmm. fine. Whatever Rachel Maddow wants. You know, you're so cute you can do whatever and I'm just going to be really happy about it.
0: I used to say the same thing about Rachel Maddow.
1: Really? She's dreamy, isn't she?
0: She's, she I, there's, I think uh, it's her brain. It's her brain for me it is really. And she's a funny person.
1: She's just, she has the whole package. Unfortunately, she has a girlfriend. Because yeah. you know, obviously, if they weren't together we would be together. Of
0: course. I think that's the only thing holding her back. She probably has a list of plan B's and C's if that eventually and you will
1: probably be oh of course
0: and the only reason you're B is because she found the other person first
1: and you know the long distance thing could be prohibitive well she's fairly wealthy
0: I think she could probably fly you in every weekend or something like that on a jet yeah on the the MSNBC (laughs) Dormouse Jet sign
1: me up for that I don't know (laughs) whatever that sounds like a great plan but yeah so butch women and I you know yeah if I'm gonna switch most of the time it's some cute butches convinced me that that's a good idea. <laughs> um, but other than that, it's pretty equal. Yeah. Do you find the
0: differences between playing men and women vary quite quite dramatically? Or?
1: Yeah. I, it's more of an energy thing, which sounds a little hippie-woo-woo, but um, women tend to give more, I think. What do you mean? Just energetically. I feel like a lot of the the male bottoms that I've played with, I can kind of tell that there's a lot in it for them, which I'm not saying that's a bad thing. It's just there seems to be sort of a um I can tell that they're thinking about well, what's she gonna do next? Is she gonna do the thing that I really like? Because i I'd really like if she do the thing I really like <laughs> that would be really great
0: so you think they're 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 not really focusing on the now so much you mean
1: uh, maybe that's a little bit, and they just take a little bit more in terms of energy. It's I tend to be a little more exhausted and feel like I've given a lot. Whereas women, the women that I've been lucky enough to play with, just sort of it seems like they're really there for me. And I'm not saying that's even necessary. I love doing things that people like and making them happy and making them smile. But um, and maybe I've just met some really great women.
0: What does that mean, but, being there for you? I mean, can you explain, let's say, if you've got someone tied up and you're what are you doing to them? And Just pick an mm, activity. you depends
1: on the girl. <laughs>
0: well, let's say you're flogging her. Right. Okay. What is the difference between someone who is giving to you right. and someone who's taking?
1: Well, I'm thinking, I guess, I, I'm the last girl that I played with when I was flogging her. It just felt like I could go for as long and hard as I wanted. And she would be really just happy with that. Like, mm-hmm. She just wanted me to be happy mm-hmm. and in a really sincere way. And I, a lot of the male bottoms I play with say, I really want you to be happy as long as I'm really happy. Um,
0: <laughs> that's an asshole thing.
1: <laughs> which is, but it's true. And I, and, it's, and I don't think that's always a bad mentality. I don't, it's not like they're these ultimately selfish people. It's just no, women but- seem to be just sort of, I'm here to be a bottom. And here are my limits. And other than that, just whatever. Mm-hmm. Just do whatever. And it feels a little more organic to mm-hmm. me sometimes with them. But I'm sure there are women who that is not true with, and they're very takey. And I'm and I've played with some men who are very incredible. I mean, the person I was with for five years was just very giving and made me feel more energized by playing with him. I never felt drained, and I play most of the people I play with. I feel kind of recharged afterwards. So uh,
0: before we did our interview, I asked if there's anything in specific. That you would like to talk about. And any specific things you've done in the past that you really like. And one thing you mentioned is doing a complete scene in total silence. Right. And I remember thinking, like, is that really out of the ordinary? And then I realized, yeah. I mean, it is. Usually, even though if someone's doing something the entire time, if it's one activity, there's usually some sort of communication in a little bit now and then, right? But how is this? Explain what this scene was like.
1: so it was someone I've played with a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was in a hotel and I felt comfortable having him in my room without me there. So I left him a note outside the door with instructions and a key, so he could let himself in. And he got undressed and he put cuffs on and a blindfold and went into the bathroom and just sort of—I made him just wait yeah. for a while. So let. I sort of wonder if I was going to show up or not. How long? Did, how long did you wait? Um, twenty minutes, which I think probably for himself a lot longer because yeah. he's in the dark. Um, and then I came in and I had thought about maybe doing it in silence, and I just decided when I walked in that we weren't going to speak. Mm-hmm. So we just played. I eventually said something after about an hour and a half. We started talking, but that hour and a half was pretty intense. Yeah. Um. And he couldn't see either or really move his hands. So
0: he didn't know if it was even really you.
1: Well, right. I'm <laughs> pretty sure that he knows my touch well enough okay. and my my smell yeah. and just the way that my skin feels to know that it was me. Um, but I, I guess, yeah. I mean, in theory, it could have been someone else.
0: And he, he didn't say a word either this entire time?
1: No. I mean, he there was sound he I guess it wasn't totally silent yeah. there was some moans yeah on, on both of our ends but there was no actual like communication through speech that's really interesting it was really hot there's a Buffy episode oh boy <laughs> it was the only one they've ever been nominated for an Emmy for which is absurd it was an excellent program but they, w- they were nominated for an Emmy for they did an episode where most of the episode is completely silent really because their voices get taken
0: oh well they so
1: you know like they do
0: (laughs) so hold on was the buffy episode was that the reason what is that with the inspiration behind? no but
1: i did in the middle of this silence and this i mean it was i have been thinking about it and this was almost a month ago it just since then it was so hot it was one of the hottest things i've ever done it was oh it was great um but in the middle of it, I thought, "This is why they got nominated for that Emmy. This is hard. <laughs> this is really difficult."
0: Speaking of really hot scenes, yeah, you have. Oh, good. What you, <laughs> you have, Oh, good. Uh, the ultimate session of all time.
1: Mm-hmm. It's and I read. I read.
0: The, but I, I. I started reading the description. And I kind of stopped because I wanted to hear it first from you. Uh huh. This is something... How long have you been thinking about this? Barbara? Six
1: years. Six well, years. Well, it'll be six years in November.
0: This is a session that you've... This is a scene that you've wanted to do... Yes. ...for six years. Yes. Okay. Well, can I hear it first? And then... Yeah. <laughs> is this public knowledge, by the way, what you're going to say? Or is this a private thing you've never told? It. No.
1: This is... It is... I have been talking about this for six years. Okay. Trying to make this happen. Yeah. And it's... <sighs> yet another unicorn, perhaps. Um. So... This is pretty political, and I haven't heard a lot of people get political on your podcast, so I apologize for being the one that brings it into well, I don't this mind. mix. But, so I really um, don't care for George Bush, either one of them, but when he won the election in '04, I was pretty sad about it, and I saw a sign on somebody's yard, and I snatched it originally because I was just mad. And being a little bit of a vandal. But it was after the election results had already come through, and what did they need that sign for? Of course. And then I noticed that it was made out of like trash bags, like vinyl. Because they're
0: environmentalists.
1: Right. And when I feel vinyl. Most
0: people who voted for Bush are environmentalists,
1: right? Right. They're very green. Yeah. They're very green. (laughs) Biting my tongue. (laughs) Anyways, so, but when I feel garbage bag material, for some reason, I always think of golden showers. And so I picked up the sign. I was like, George Bush, golden showers. Oh, I could do a whole scene around this. Um, and I had just posted like two weeks before that on Max Fish about the scene that I would do if I had Ann Coulter alone in a room. Okay. So then those two things kind of came together in my head and started kind of fermenting and so I came up with this plan of I really want to do a scene with a Republican They have to be over 40 if they were in a fraternity that's plus but I'm not like it doesn't, it's not a requirement oh my god it's like I really want that, that very stereotypical Republican like in a suit really just tea party kind of guy yes and he has to have no few limits I mean, some limits are fine because I'm probably not going to be into everything he's into. He has to be able to have marks. He has to be able to take heavy, heavy pain. No safe word. Safe word. I don't usually play with them anyways, but no safe word. And he has to be okay with odd things in his mouth.
0: Okay. Because
1: what I really want to do is beat the crap out of him, like blood, just really thrash, thrashing him, and then clean his mouth out with soap, and then wash. The soap out with a golden shower on the George Bush sign.
0: Yes. This is what you've been looking for. In a, and why is it you haven't... Is it the lack of safe words, do you think, that has been I don't know. Somebody
1: volunteered for it shortly after that and then rescinded because they said they were afraid of me. Which <laughs> is... I took to be a very sweet compliment. That's one of the nicest things someone can say. But okay. it was a little disappointing. And then I've had some other offers that just don't...
0: Are they not Republican enough? Right. Or?
1: Oh, I'll pretend to be a Republican. I'm like, no, you have to really be a Republican. Pretending. How are you
0: going to know that this person's really a Republican? Oh, you're
1: just, I, don't, I don't know. I guess somebody could lie to me and tell me that they are. But if I, you have to just not tell me that you're pretending, right? Like deceive me, but don't tell me you're deceiving me and I'll be fine. See, um, it would just be great. If I could find this person, I had somebody offer who is a Republican, but he's not enough of a Republican.
0: How is he not enough of a Republican? He's
1: pro-choice, oh,
0: okay. Okay. and
1: he's pro-gay marriage. Did
0: you hear Laura Bush just said she was pro-choice and pro-gay marriage? Yes. Yeah.
1: So she also would not be a fitting play partner for them I'm sure. Scene. That's,
0: I'm sure she's probably <laughs> she's probably worried now that she she, she, she ruined herself the, by yeah. going on Larry King.
1: I mean, if I can get Ann Coulter, that would be.
0: Yeah, she's got a busy schedule, though. Yeah. Well, hopefully hopefully, someone will be listening to this. You know, they'll be...
1: Uh, you have a lot of Republican listeners?
0: I don't know. I've never done a... I've, you know, I've never really had a one side or another check, right. really. I'm not sure. I kind of assumed that most of the li- people who listen were fairly liberal. I mean, I don't know. I was just guessing. Yeah. Probably because at the beginning and end of every episode, I always say, Workers of the World Unite. <laughs> And I just assumed that they knew I was liberal too, but right. I don't know. Um, I, I should say you also have a, a really good uh, blog as well that people should check out.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Sometimes I it. It's so new that I'm still getting used to the idea that I have a blog. Yeah, really? Yeah, I resisted blogging for so long, just about about kinky stuff. That because there are so many other good blogs out there that I didn't want to be redundant. Um, I mean,
0: it's about your own personal experiences, so you know, it's kind of
1: yeah. Um, but I'm going to blog more. That is my goal.
0: There's some pretty good posts on there, too, we should say. I
1: try and keep it spicy.
0: People can find... <laughs> spicy. People can find, uh, find that by going to MasterCast.com. Look for Mistress Crimson and click on your name. It'll take them straight to your blog. And Magic. Maybe... Uh, uh, I didn't check on your ultimate fantasy if there was a post on there about your ultimate fantasy or not. On on the blog? Yeah. Yes. I I missed that one, so people can read more about it on there. All the details about the ultimate fantasy. But any experience with political play in the past, or you just?
1: Yeah, a little bit, but kind of generic. um, You know, role mostly just role play about. You know, you're a capitalist and bad bad man. You're a
0: bad capitalist. (laughs) Yeah. It's hilarious.
1: Um. So. And I did. I did a communist striptease once.
0: What's a communist striptease?
1: You give everybody uh, your clothes up, equally. <laughs> no, I dressed in like a, a green worker dress with okay. a black Maoist worker's cap, uh, okay. and then I had star red star pasties on underneath and a hammer and sickle on my panties.
0: <laughs> That's hilarious.
1: Yeah, Well, I was, the panties
0: were probably made in China anyway, so I guess it kind of works out too. So
1: Yeah, it was a, an anniversary gift <laughs> for someone <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. who was communist, and well, I thought, you know... Sure,
0: whatever. It's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for sitting down with me. I appreciate thanks it. Thanks for
1: having me. It was, it was great. great.
0: A big thanks to Mistress Crimson for sitting down with me. Of course, you can find a link to her website by going to mastercast.com, clicking on the links section. You will not be disappointed. More episodes in the coming weeks. Once again, I want to thank everyone who donated To the Massacast Really overwhelming I could probably say thank you In every episode From now to the end of eternity And it will still not cover The gratitude I have for you So um, Yes, thank you I will be getting a uh, Digital recorder A portable digital recorder Hopefully in the next couple weeks So that will allow me to Record stuff at events And And you know, record the pervy things that people say to uh, Sod and I on the subway. Speaking of pervy things that Sod and I do, why don't I give you a toy review from Eden Fantasies? Uh, we've we've been uh, talking about a lot of their toys over the past couple months, and uh, we used one, really loved it the Sex in the Shower Locking Suction Footrest. It is so cool. <laughs> and I, we saw this on the website, and we thought, know, wow, this is so simple. How come? How come this hasn't been out for many, many years? Maybe it has been, but this is the first I've, I've ever seen of it. It's a giant suction cup with a footrest attached to it. And it works perfectly. And it can support, uh, you know, full thrust weight. Does that, is that a scientific term? Full thrust weight? It is now. So, uh, it, it's really awesome. The only thing uh, uh, is, is that our shower is, you know, is one of those shower slash tubs. And so... We could only position it as high as the tub because we've got uh, tiling and uh, the tiling is really small and so it, you, know, you can't get a suction cup on it, but it works very well when it comes to sex in the shower. If, you're, if you've got a situation in your shower where you just wish you had a better footrest, this really helps uh, a lot. The other thing we tried along the same vein is the uh, suction handcuffs that you can get. Again, the, the, prob- the only problem we had with these is a great idea, but our tiles are way too small. And so it's you can't really get a suction on there. So maybe we'll give it to a friend. Maybe maybe a, a listener, if you'd like to try them out for us and review them. Go ahead and email me mastercast at gmail dot com, and maybe we can send them to you and you can review them. But uh, a great idea. Suction cups, really powerful suction cups that could that could even support me, and I've got the strength of ten men. So. We almost thought of looking for a different apartment just so we could try these out. But we'd feel a little odd if we walked up to a friend's house and said, Yeah, can we borrow your shower? We'd like to fuck in there. But these handcuffs don't work in ours. Uh, But those and many, many other uh, honest reviews you can find on Eden Fantasies. Don't forget to use the code EFCAST, E-F-C-A-S-T, on checkout and save 20 whole percent off your order. Coming up next episode, we've got voicemail. So if you've got a question or a comment, go ahead and leave one by calling 917-720-7304. Have a great couple weeks. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.